Welcome to the new. Every experience with God's Word promises to be refreshing and transformational. Receive today's message with high expectations as it brings power, light, and a fresh anointing to your life. Spirit of the living God, this morning as we begin to unravel this subject of purpose, Simplify this message to us. Take away every apprehension, anxiety that has come through this subject and give us clarity. And most importantly, put upon us an unusual passion, desire, drive, in order for us to fulfill our assignment and run our race here on the earth. And throughout this series, we declare that you would clarify our journey for us. You would show us your original intention concerning us. And you will make your way and your word known in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Arguably so, this subject of purpose is one of the most complicated subjects that we hear or find around. But unfortunately, for those who have made it complicated and for those who have heard the complication from the word and the teaching on purpose, I bet to say to you that the, the subject of purpose is actually the most simple subject in the Bible. It takes excessiveness of understanding to complicate it. It's very simple. In fact, if you go to 2007 Google search, there were two subjects that was, you know, um, searched the most on Google, 2007-2008, two. Number one, who is God? Number two, what is my purpose? And so you find that that subject of purpose and unraveling the topic about purpose, for many people brings a lot of complication. Some people call purpose passion, some people call um, purpose, so, so many misconceptions about the subject of purpose. But this is one, you know, very simple subject that we can demystify in this teaching this morning. Now, the interesting thing about this subject this month is that we are going to start from a place and then we are going to end, you know, in the, at the end of the month. Now, it's very okay that all I do today all right, and even if it's only me that is teaching today, next Sunday is probably PD. All I do today is to build the foundation, then as a wise master builder, it will then build on it. And it's okay that one teaching doesn't focus so much on, you know, the, the excitement of the subject, but sometimes to just help lay precedents, lay foundations, and so that you can build upon it. Because except the uh, if the foundation be destroyed, the Bible says that what can the righteous do? So what I'm going to try and do is to build the foundation of it. Now, let's get right into it. Now, when we talk about the subject of purpose, the subject of purpose can never be understood clearly without understanding first and foremost the journey of purpose. The subject of purpose cannot clearly be understood unless we understand the journey of purpose and also the process of purpose. Now, let me give a good explanation to that. Now, if I want to make this sound system, 
This sound system is not going to create itself all of a sudden and all of a sudden you see the sound system. There's going to have to be a journey to the sound system being created. The first journey of the sound system being created is what we call ideation. Number one, ideation. Number two is creation. And number three is then the purpose being established. Let me take it again. Number one is ideation. So let me give a practical example with this building that we are in right now. Someone owns this building. And in the mind of that person, the person wants to build an event center. And if I'm going to build an event center, the idea of building an event center must first come to my mind. The moment that idea comes to my mind, which is ideation, then I can go through the process of creation. After the process of creation is done, then the purpose of that creation is then established by the creation of that thing. Are you following what I'm saying? And that's why it is very important that we understand the journey critically of number one ideation, number two creation, and number three purpose, which is the intent and the, and the essence of that thing. Another example is this. I've, pro I've told you this before, that everything that was created was created twice. It starts out with the process of thinking and then producing. And that's why you can destroy the building, but you cannot destroy the thoughts that created the building. Are you following what I'm saying? That's why the process, if I'm going to build an iPad or anything, is going to have to start first with the ideation, then the creation, then the purpose is established. Glory be to God. Alright, now, we know this common saying, we always say it, everybody says it, if the purpose of a thing is not known, respond back to me, if the purpose of a thing is not known, let me give you an example. I thought about this this morning. I remember one day my wife and I went for a party somewhere. And um, I'm sure most of you have done this thing I'm about to say. And so we're eating and then we saw a guy sitting down, you know, in front of us. You know when to use the fork and knife, the cutlery? You know, so I saw, we saw the guy. This hand was the knife and this other hand. So he was just trying to, you know, Try to find his way. After some time, the guy just threw the thing down. Just carry the thing. <laughs> you know why? Because if the purpose of the fork and knife is not known, abuse is inevitable. And so what he was doing, in other words, he was abusing the, the purpose of how to use the fork and knife. And that's why it is very critical that we understand the essence of purpose. We also must look into the book of Genesis to actually understand the purpose of creation. Is somebody still following me? I want to just follow me. Because you see, if we don't understand the purpose, and let me just say something here. This is very critical. In Genesis chapter 2, listen to me everyone. Genesis chapter 2 and verse 1. Let's go there. I want to show you something. So that we understand why we must go back to Genesis. And if that's all I teach about this morning then we are going to be able to build on it and you'll get it. I tell you by the Spirit, you would understand this concept of purpose seamlessly and with ease. Let's go to Genesis chapter 1. Chapter 2, pardon me, and verse 1. Are you there? It says, Thus the heavens and the earth and all the host of them were finished. Next verse. Verse 2. The Bible says, And on the seventh day God ended 
his work which he had done and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he has done now many of us when we read the scripture i'm going somewhere with this when we read the scripture what comes to our mind the moment we saw rest there is that god was tired and so god just off shirts turn off and say ah, ah, ah. after creating all of this oh my don't die i beg that's what many of us thought or we think that's the concept of of, of rest after god did everything ah, ah i'm tired but look if you read relevant scripture it doesn't buttress the fact that that's exactly what happened isaiah 40 verse 28 explains that to us because isaiah 40 verse 28 would annul the scripture and we know that we explain scriptures in the light of scriptures let's go to isaiah 40 28 look at this give me the amplified version of this amplified version the amplified version it says do you not know have you not heard the everlasting god the lord the creator of the ends of the earth does not become tired or grow weary when god created all of the earth and the bible says and god rested what is it is explained in two ways number one what god was doing by that was that he was showing man a redeem through which we must live life are you following what i'm saying there it was a redeem it was a redeem shown to man the man that he just created i want to show you a redeem in fact, let me explain it this way to you. Number two, you don't understand the concept of purpose until you read Genesis chapter 1, Genesis chapter 2 very well. To really understand what God was doing. Because Genesis chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 2 was God creating a redeem by which man will live. So let's go right there. Are you there? So let's go to Genesis chapter 1 and let's start from verse 1 now. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1. Media, you're going to help me underline the scriptures. If you have your writing materials with you, wave your hands. All right, that's good. So let's start with number one, in the beginning. Please underline the word in the beginning for me. What I want to do this morning is I want to take you all to a theological school where we unravel the scriptures so that you understand it very well. Let me tell you something. If the Lord grants us grace to be able to finish this thing, you will stop asking your pastor's question about line created as well if you were in church on tuesday i spoke about the heavens and the earth you remember all right so i'm not going to dwell on that i want to dwell on this three first now the bible says in the beginning now there are some misconceptions because the word in hebrew in the beginning actually means very set breasted which not brexit oh. <laughs> which actually means in the eternity now i explain this to you the word beginning there does not mean that that was the moment god was created because many times when we read the word in the beginning many of us think that it is in that moment god was born and so in the beginning god was born because if the bible says in the beginning god was born then the question is then who born let's go just go with me so the bible says in the beginning god created now in hebrew the word god speaks of hello him are you following what i'm saying and then the next word there is created and the word created means bara now the word bara follow me 
actually means in the original Hebrew, actually means to create something from his existence. Are you following what I'm saying? The word Elohim in Hebrew actually means the creator of the created. Are you, are you following what I'm saying? And then in the beginning, let's explain this in the beginning. Because in the beginning doesn't speak about when God was created first. Because God cannot be created because he's eternal. Let's look at some scriptures that support that. Now, number one, turn your Bible with me to the book of Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 11. Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 11. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 11. It says, They will perish, but you will remain, and they will all grow old like a garment. Next verse. Verse 12. Like a cloth, you will fold them up, and they will be changed, but you are the same, and your years would not fail. Now listen. In Genesis chapter 1, go back to Genesis 1 verse 1. In Genesis chapter 1 verse 1, God cannot be created because God is eternal. Are you getting what I'm saying? And so an eternal being cannot be created. God cannot be created because he's eternal. That's why the Bible says he is everlasting. He cannot be created. It means that when the Bible says God created the heavens and the earth, God already existed before the heavens and the earth. Are you following what I'm saying? It wasn't as though when God was born, then he then said, okay, I have to create a place I will stay, then I will now create the earth where man will stay. God already exists. is eternal, everlasting to everlasting. This is why this scripture supports the fact and the ideology that God is everlasting. That's why the Bible says, the heaven and earth might pass away, but what? My word. Not the judge of my word. So God exists in eternity. Glory to God. That's why God is not bound by time. So when we see in the beginning, what many of us think is that God is talking about in time. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But that's not it. It's talking about the... Oh, don't let me go out of myself, but let me, let me take one step at a time. So when we see in the beginning there, in the beginning speaks about the creation of the earth, not the creation of God. Have we established that? Are we together on that? So, the Hebrew word I said to you is precious. Now, the next one is Elohim, which is God. Please take it back for me. Just leave the scriptures there for me. Don't show the television. Just leave the scriptures there for me. Now, the next one is God, which is Elohim. Elohim there speaks of the creator of the created. That's the creator of the created, the created things. So that's Elohim. Now, the next one is the creator. Now, watch this. Write this down. The word bara there means to bring something into existence. To bring something to, into existence. Now, we've read Genesis chapter 1. As a please go back, media, just follow me, please. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the spirit of the Lord was hovering over the face of the water. When we see the word earth, what comes to your mind? Anybody wants to help me? Sand. Yes or no? Now, in this scripture, was the Bible talking about sand? Was it talking about sand? Now, how many, the whole earth is filled with what? With water. 
We know that scientists have proven that 71% of the earth is made up of water. So when the Bible says, and the Spirit of the Lord was woven around the face of the deep, I want you to follow me. Let's go to the next verse. Verse 3. All right. Okay, thank you. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. What light was he talking about here? Now, many people say, oh, the light he was talking about here was Nepal light. God has up Nepal. That light there spoke of a supernatural force. That compels the earth to obedience. Let there be light. Let there be the essence of my person. The Bible says, and there was light. Next verse, verse 4. Let's go there. Let's verse 4. Okay, I think I should follow this one then. And God said, Let there be light, and, and there was light. And God saw and God saw the light that it was good. Now pause there. Everywhere you see that it was good in your Bible, please underline it as we read this together. Everywhere you see that it was good, underline it. Remember I said to you that the culture of creation or the culture of of purpose is number one what? Talk to me. Number one what? Number two what? Number three what? So it means that before it was created, it was ideated first. Yes or no? So it meant that when God saw the light, that it was good, it meant that there was ideation first. I want to create light. And then the moment he created that light, he saw that it was good. This gives us a journey as to how God creates. He sees, and then he creates, and then he stamps it is good. This is the exact same thing that happens in your own life as well. He saw you, now you understand what the Bible says, before I formed you, I knew you. Are you getting that? Now let's keep going. Verse 5. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and so the evening and the morning were the first day. Next verse, verse 6. Then God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it be divided, the wa- and let it divide the waters from the waters. Now let's explain this scripture again. Because sometimes when we read certain vo- vocabularies, see firmament you see you just say this one is more than you know more than me now what is firmament you got it what is far what's the firmament uh-uh. i'm gonna have a geography in school raise your hands what is firmament all right great clap for yourself even if you didn't get the answer as long as you're in church now it says then let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters watch this and let it divide the waters from the waters now let's go there and look at the explanation of the scripture i want to show you creation because i'm going somewhere with it now let's go to genesis chapter 7 and verse 1 verse 11 genesis 7 11 genesis 7 verse 11 is somebody still with me In the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, the 17th day of the month, on the day all the fountains of the great deep were broken up and the windows of heaven were opened. What were the windows of heaven that opened? Water to give in rain. I'm going somewhere. Open again with me. 
to Psalm 78 and verse 23. Psalms 78 and verse 23. In the, okay. Yet he has commanded the clouds above and opened the doors of heaven. Now you understand Malachi 3.10 when the Bible says, I would give, I will send down, you know, a rain that blah, 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 blah. when people quote that scripture. In the days of Malachi day, it was actually talking about rain. It wasn't talking about one window in heaven that they are going to, it was talking about rain to their crops. Now, open again with me. Heavens like a curtain and spread them out like a tent to dwell in. Now, this tent there speaks of the firmament. Now, go back to that verse of scripture that we read, Genesis chapter 1, which is the firmament, verse 6. It says, And God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. What he was talking about there was that the waters on the earth and the waters in the cloud. What is the waters in the cloud? The waters in the cloud is rain. Are you getting what I'm saying there? So he was separating this into two. The waters on the earth and the waters in the cloud. He was creating a system upon which the earth would exist. A system upon which the earth would exist. A system upon which the earth would exist. A continuous system upon which the earth would exist. Now watch this. Every time God creates anything, he puts inside that thing a system upon which it would exist. Including man. Let's keep going. Go to the next verse, verse 8. Verse 7. Thus the Lord made the firmament and divided the waters which was under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. Do you see that now? You got that there. And it was so. Next verse, verse 8. And God called the firmament heaven. Did you see what I explained to you on Tuesday? You understand it now? The firmament as heaven. In fact, when you see heaven in the scriptures, they are used interchangeably. Sometimes they're talking about the atmospheric heaven. And sometimes they're talking about the heavens, the dwelling place of God. So that's why the Bible says, and God called the firmament heaven. That's why we say, open heaven, Lord, give us rain from your heavens. We are talking about the firmament. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's not like in heaven, they are just, rain is falling and then the meaning that is dropping, that is reaching the earth. Glory to God. And so the evening and the morning were the second day. Next verse, verse 9. Then God said, let the waters underneath the heavens be gathered together in one place and let the dry ground appear and it was so. That is now what we call the soil, the earth. So God separated it. That's why the whole earth was water first. If there was no separation, all of us would be living like aquari- <laughs> in an aquarium. It would be full of water. So at this process, what God did was that let us separate the earth and let us separate the water. The water on one side, the earth in which man is going to now leave the soil on another side. Do you understand that? Are you seeing the process of creation? Because I'm coming to man in a moment. So you can understand that when you came to this earth, you were finished. You are just playing out a circle. I'm just, don't let me go ahead of myself. This, is a, this, this, Bible, this God is a wise master builder. Now, let's go to the next verse, verse 10. And God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters he called the sea. Do you see that? And the Lord saw that it was good. Underline it again. The Lord saw that it was good. Ideation, creation, 
purpose. Ideation, creation, purpose. Now let's keep going. Verse 11. Then God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herbs that yield seed, and the fruit. Did you see what he said there? Let the earth. Which earth was he referring to now? The soil. Now let the earth. Do, do you see how he was separating things? The magic of God. Aish! Just separating things. Now, let the earth bring forth grass, the herbs that yield fruit, the fruit tree the, that yields fruit according to its own kind, whose seed is in itself on the earth. And it was so. Did you see that there? It means that that fruit that was created has a seed in itself. Hmm. Oh, God. Ooh, I don't want to get ahead of myself. If you understand this thing, you will see that all this your apprehension about purpose, you are just stressing yourself. But let's keep going. Next verse. So you saw that God was not creating another thing there. The moment he created that, that tree, the seed to produce after his kind was already inside of it. Glory to God. Alright. Now verse 12. And the earth brought forth grass, the herb that used seed according to his kind, and the tree that used fruit, and those seed in itself according to his kind, and God saw that it was good. On the line, he saw that it was good again. Next verse. And so the morning and the evening were the third day. Next verse, verse 14. Then God said, Let there be light in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night. Now, did you see that the light was talking about in the first beginning, let there be light, is different from the kind of light it's talking about here. Can you see that? All right. It says, um, The light in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night, and the lights, and let them be the sign and seasons for days and for years. This is what some religion has built their theological basis on, that when the moon comes out, then it's time to, that God has showed up. Let's keep going. Verse 15. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heavens, and let them give lights on the earth, and it was so. You see that. Next verse. Verse 16. Then God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. And he made the stars also, the beauty of creation. From ideation to what? Creation. From ideation to creation. Let's keep going. Verse 17. And God set them in the firmament of the heavens to give lights on the earth. Let's go. Next verse. Verse 18. To rule over the day and over the night and to divide the lights from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. Underline again that it was good. Next verse, verse 19. And so the evening and the morning were the fourth day. Verse 20. Then God said, Let the waters abound with an abundance of living creature. And let the birds fly above the earth across the face of the firmaments to the, of the heavens. Do you see that? So God was now creating all the fishes that you are eating and just say, so yeah, fish come out here, whale come out here, you know, dolphin come out here, da, 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 da. So there was creation in waters and then on the skies as well, let the birds fly over. So you see the beauty of that creation again. All right, let's keep going. Verse 21. And God created great sea creatures and every living thing that moves with which the waters abounded according to their kind. So all the whales and all of those animals that you hear, this is what he was talking about there. And every winged, winged bird according to his kind. And God saw that it was good. 
it was saying that it was good to atmospheric things and it was saying that it was good to animals now when it gets to man we'll begin to see what he was saying differently let's keep going verse 22 and god blessed them and said be fruitful and and god blessed them saying be fruitful and multiply fill the waters in the sea and let the birds multiply on the earth so concerning them god bless them for multiplication next verse verse 23 is somebody still following me is it okay for us to build this foundation fantastic so the evening and the morning were the fourth fifth day next verse verse 24 then God said let the earth bring forth the living creature according to his kind cattles and crippling things and the beasts of the earth the beast of the earth there was not talking about Lucifer it wasn't talking about the serpent and the beast of the earth, look, the word beast there was used interchangeably because there were certain animals at the time. That's why if you read Revelation carefully, you would observe that when certain animals were described, the only word they could, the writer could use to describe it was a beast. It means, in other words, let me explain it to you. You see, English is progressive. Are you hear what I'm saying? Which means that what you are going to use in 1984 to describe a thing is not what you are going to use to describe it now. For example, if I dress this way and I go to work, in 1984, it is likely when they see me, they will tell me that you look good. But in 19 Genza, when they see me, they'll tell me it is what? Giving. So the lingua of... Am I... Am I <laughs> so the lingua in this time, which is very possible that it is given, would enter into the dictionary. The lingua of this time sometimes is different from the lingua at that time. So when the Bible was talking about beasts there, it wasn't talking about those creatures that was, you know, like demonic creatures. No. You can almost describe lions as a beast. Are you getting what I'm saying? All right. So you understand that? All right. Now, let the cattle that that according to the kind, and it was so. Next verse, verse 25. And God made the beast of the earth according to his kind, cattle according to his kind, and everything that creeps on the earth according to his kind. And God saw that it was good. Somebody saying, so then, why was cattle then mentioned? Because that was, if, have you noticed that when Jesus was teaching his parables, he wasn't using aeroplane as an example. Because if he used aeroplane, they would not understand what he was saying. Because they couldn't use aeroplane in that context because they don't have aeroplane at the time. But they had farmers, they had cattle, they had donkey, so he could use the things that was understandable for them at that time to explain those things to them do you understand that all right next verse verse 26 this is where we are going to are you there somebody shout Ooh. Ooh. Say, Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> all right verse 26 then God said let us make man in our own image Ooh. all of this time it was all about God wants the stars God wants the seas. God wants all of these things. But when it came to man, he had created everything. He now said, let us make man in our own image. And after our likeness. He now said, now what they are going to do is that they are now going to have dominion over everything that we have created. All of these things we have created they are now going to have dominion over it. Number one again, ideation, let us, ideation. Number two, creation. And number three, the purpose was established. In this text alone, you see the three concepts there. You see that number one, there was the idea of let us make man in our own image. 
Number two, you see the purpose of man being established and let them have dominion. Onyx, the jasper, thank God he didn't come out you go sell your own good. Go sell your own good. The jasper, the sapphire, the turquoise, the emerald with gold, the workmanships of your timber and the pipes. The pipes there was talking about is worship instruments. Not that one that you are playing guitar and playing saxophone. It was already fitted in him. Hi, glory to God. You see that? So you see that the way man was created, when the Bible says, let us create um, in our own likeness. Now you understand when the Bible says, angel said, who is man that you are like for, like, mindful of him? You understand that? Now let's go back to that verse of scripture so that we can understand how God created man in his own image. You will see that the moment God said he created man in his own image, yes, it was spirit he created in his own image, but look, there was a clause of flesh in there. Why? Because the son of man had to take on human flesh to come as God to the earth as man. So even the son of man, which is Jesus, was also a prototype of man. Did you understand what I said there? So there was a catch, a caveat of being a man having representation in creation. God having the representation in creation through the birth of Jesus. Is somebody following what I'm saying there? So he said, let us make man in our own image and after our likeness. Yeah. And let him have dominion over the fish of the sea and all of those things. So God created man in his own image. Now, let's go a little bit further and let's look at verse 28. Verse 28. Then God blessed them and said to them, look at this. Be fruitful, underline it. Number two. What's number two? Come on, let me hear you, church. Number two is what? Number three is what? Number three is four is what? Number five is what? Number six? Number five, five, Abby. All right. Now write your name in front and put the blessings that was commanded to man there. Write your name in front. I'm, going, I'm throwing you a, an exercise that you will begin to understand what purpose really means. Write your name in front and put it one after the other. Have you done that? That proclamation to the first Adam was not only to the first Adam because every one of us was inside that first Adam. So the proclamation to the first Adam, which means the purpose of the first Adam was to do those five things. In other words, the purpose of man in existence is to do those five things. Are you following what I'm saying? What is those five things again? One, two, three, read it out for me. So God thought of man. Look at it this way. Ideation, I want to create man. Hmm. And I want them to be in my own image. 
for the work I want them to do. So the work was already established before the man was created. Genesis chapter 1 to verse 25 shows us all the work that was already established before the man was created. So the work was already established there. As long as the work was established there, then man was now established so that the man can go and do the work that was established. In other words, if there was not an established work, there was not a need for man to come. Are you following what I'm saying? Also in your life, the work has already been established. Thought then came, okay, let him come to the earth. Why? Because the work already has been established, then he can come. Now, what was he coming to do? The thing he was coming to do was already inside of him by the words that God spoke to him. Are you following what I'm saying there? So therefore, let us define what is purpose. Write this down. Purpose is the original intent and a cause for creation. The original intent and cause for creation. Number two, purpose is the reason for existence. So if you see, God created all of those things and everything he created had a purpose. If God could give the son a purpose, how much more you human being? Guess what? The, the son is not trying to figure out his own purpose. How come man is now trying to figure out their own purpose? How come the moon is not trying to figure out what's my purpose? I know that when it's night, the star must come out. That's my purpose. I'm already wired inside to come out. Are you following what I'm saying here? How come man is now trying to figure out this purpose? Now, guess what? How come the lion is not trying to figure out purpose? You know how? Let the lion enter here. You will see that the purpose of lion was already inside lion. Pastor Maiwa is surely coming to get Pastor Maiwa. Not me. <laughs> the purpose of lion, you will see it right there. Because why? That purpose was already inside. Have you noticed the Bible said about Abraham, um, Adam? It says he was naming the animal whatsoever he called it, that was it. Whatsoever he named it, the purpose was already there. God did not say, oh, yeah, now start naming. The moment it was created and he saw those things, that Genesis chapter 21 to 28 was already activated. You, Aina, you, Gorilla, you, that, this one, it was, the purpose was already activated inside of him. So it was already manifesting just by the thing inside. Oh, I wish I could go ahead into this series But we are going through a series So let's, let's, let's follow me closely It was already inside He wasn't trying to now say Wait, what thing I go do now because The moment he saw those animals He knew I should name them It was already inside Glory to God Number three Purpose, it's a journey of uncovering Why you were created a journey of uncovering why you were created write this number four down in the absence of purpose time has no meaning passion has no reason and life has no direction time has no meaning passion has no reason and life has no direction so let's go to Romans chapter 8 and verse 28 Romans chapter 8 and verse 28 Somebody say, I know my purpose well. <laughs> oh 
God. Ah! You know, when, when we're on campus, my God. Ah! I was troubled with this subject. If you don't find your purpose before you come out of school, your life is gone. Find your purpose. We're now looking for purpose. Can you imagine? I remember very vividly when I was on campus, I went to meet Pastor Ladi when we were about to graduate. I said, <laughs> I said, Pastor Ladi, I think I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to open an event company. I'm going to be planning events. As sure as God helps me, I would have failed in that thing. Just because, I, don't let me go ahead of myself. Let's look at Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. It gives us an understanding of what this thing is. In fact, let me say this here. I will come back to explain it. Look at me, everybody. Have you observed in your life that 80% of the things that you are doing actively well, you stumbled on it? Look, the only person that knew what was, came, what was coming to do on the earth was Jesus because he was part of the Godhead. If you understand that in that journey, eh, there is an unraveling that will continue to happen that it's not a destination as it were, it's a journey. You will take your pressure off this, I want to know it, I want to know it, I want to know it. That ex less explains to you that in the journey of purpose, you can be a pastor before you become a king. I'm dragging people's wiggle. Oh yes, true. Look, if you look at the life of, most, of David, you would misinterpret David's life. Because the first thing you will see about David was a shepherd boy. You can think that the calling of David is to be keeping over ships. What was David's purpose? If you met him at the age of 12 where he was, you would say, ah, David, now shepherd. That's his purpose. That's his calling. Then all of a sudden, a year after he had killed Goliath, bam! He said, wow, David, now warrior. That's his purpose. All of a sudden, David became the general of the army. Wow! What was the purpose? David is the commander-in-chief of the armed forces. That's his calling. All of a sudden, he was in the house of Saul and he was playing, playing a piano or flute. He said, ah, Baban La Singa. He said, that's his purpose. David's purpose is to sing. Then after all of a sudden, from singing, he went. He did get smart. He did headsman. He ran back to go and ask for it. I said, David is an headsman. A headsman. Then all of a sudden, David now became king. They say, wow, his purpose was kingship. Then while he was a king, he wanted to build the temple of God. They said, that David, apostle. An apostle, they built church now. Then all of a sudden, then, David, what you are doing are expressions. They are vehicles through which God's purpose will be made manifest on the earth. Did somebody get what I said? many of you will keep stumbling on things I bet you there was no way in my life I thought I would be in marketing communication I went to Joe, I applied geophysics what was I even looking for there? misplaced pile. and at the time I was leaving school I never thought if you understand God look if you met Peter when he was fishing and the kind of result he was getting by fishing you will say Babala fisherman that same Peter is an apostle of Christ are you seeing the journey 
Let's go there. Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, those who are called according to his purpose. Verse 28, 29. Give it to me quickly, please. For whom he, what? What does for new mean? Before. Remember? Ideation. For whom he ideated, he also predestined. Watch this. Ideation, which is the thoughts. Predestination is the end goal. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, what God does is this. I ideate it. I create what the person is coming to do at the end side. Then I blow the whistle. Let the journey begin. So the Bible says to be he also predestined to be conformed to the image of the son that we might be the firstborn amongst many brethren. So what God does is that the ideation process starts first. You are created after the ideation process. Then the destination is known. Then it puts you on the earth and asks you to start walking through it. Now, listen to me very carefully. Don't miss what I'm about to say. Look at me, everyone. The clock. Hmm, I want to touch something, but listen. The clock. I, the clock of your prophetic destiny and journey when you were born was already inside of you what happens is this is exactly what happened in genesis chapter 2 the moment you are born the serpent must show up the serpent there sometimes is not the devil the serpent sometimes is your upbringing so what happens is that the effect and the activities that happen when you were growing up distort sometimes the process of that journey are you getting what i'm saying so somebody who is supposed to be a Moses that should be able to go to the front of Potiphar, Pharaoh and say, let my people go, just because he's a stammerer, based on his background, based on his upbringing, begins to second-guess himself and say, I can't speak, so I'm not called to speak. So in the same garden, things will happen that will distort the process and make you question the very reason why you were created. Exactly what happened to Eve. That's why sometimes we need to go back to the genesis of foundations of our upbringing. You know? Because there are many people who are doing what they are not called to do at all. They are now being wired in another kind. That thing is already inside of you the moment you are created. How will I be looking for my phone? It's here. My iPad is here. Glory to God. Let me show you another verse of scripture. So we can understand predestination. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 11. Ephesians 1 11. Ephesians 1 11. Somebody say, I know my purpose. Ephesians 1 11. Look at this. It says, In him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined. Did you see that? Predestined. Look. The Bible says, Concerning Jesus, behold the Lamb that was slain before the foundation of the earth. It means before he died physically, he was already slain in the spirit. This is a spiritual prototype of our lives. That before he formed you, he knew you. Jeremiah 1.5 Before you were already formed, he already knew you. He set in liberty and in boundaries your location by his own thoughts. Look at the beauty of creation. If the God of heaven can say the stars will be like this, the sea you be like that, the earth you be like this, and he was doing all of those things by the beauty of the nature of the earth so that it will be a place conducive for man. How would he now leave that same man without purpose? When he spent his whole life to create everything to be conducive for you, 
How will it now bring you there and say, yeah, start figuring yourself out here now? That's, that's, a, that's a moody God. No. The purpose of man was created the moment the earth was created. Because there's a God. Pastor Dayton will talk about that next week. That will be ahead of myself. Ephesians 1.4. Let's go there. Ephesians 1.4. Somebody say, I've been predestined. Tap somebody beside you and say, today that I'm sitting next to you, we have been predestined to sit together. <laughs> hold your hand. Hold your hand. You are going nowhere. We have been predestined. <laughs> Amen. Let me tell you something, everyone. Think about this for a moment. Let me, let me join into your thoughts for a moment. Some of you are married. You, are, you married a person you never thought you could marry. Uh-uh. Mrs. O. <laughs> I just said yes. Uh-uh. Mrs. O. <laughs> you married the people that person you never thought you married. The school you never wanted to go, you found yourself there. The bosses you never wanted to have, you found yourself. Are you getting what I'm saying? Look, if you don't understand the concept of predestination, what our plan on the earth actually is, is for us to find what we call the navigation so that predestination will become an actualization. So what we are doing is just navigating. Okay, go right. All right, let's go right now. Okay, go left. That's why as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. That purpose is already inside. It's the direction that we need to find. Are you getting what I'm saying? Which one is Ayapaya again? Amen. Ephesians 1.4. Let's go there quickly. My time is up. I need to close now. It says, just as it chose us in him. Do you see how God created the earth? The sun is not trying to take the place of the moon. If you take a fish, remove it from water, and put it on the earth, it's struggling back to enter into water because the fish knows its place, knows its purpose. Do you see that? If fish that cannot talk are wired to know that, by the power of creation. So when God says in Genesis 1-3, let there be light, which means let there be a supernatural force that controls the earth. In the moment he said let there be light, that supernatural force was already impacted into everything that was existing on the earth. So everybody knows their boundaries, including the sun, including the water. The water knows that I can't come to this point on the dry ground. Even, go, even though you go to Babbage, you see the water goes like this. After some time, there's a place it doesn't get to. It's just Nigeria own. You know, get respect. Amen. They know the boundaries. Let's look at that. Just as he has chosen us before the foundation of the world. Did you see that? He chose us before. What does the foundation of the world mean? Before creation. He has chosen us. That we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Next verse. Verse 5. Verse 5. Quickly. Having predestined us. Did you see that? Now, quickly go there with me so that I explain something a little bit deeper for you now. Understanding the dynamics of purpose. Number one is that we have 
a unified purpose. John, 1 John 3, 8. Because this concept of my purpose, my purpose, my purpose, my purpose. No, it's God's purpose. There's nothing called my purpose. At the end of it all, it is God's purpose. And there is one purpose. Look, let me tell you something. If you don't know what you are supposed to do, find what God is saying for everyone to do. When you find what God is saying everybody to do, you will find what you are supposed to do in the big picture of everything. Because there's one unified purpose. Look at concerning Jesus. Jesus had his own purpose, his own unified, which means every one of us, from Paul to Jesus to Nebuchadnezzar, to you, everybody, to Apostle Peter, everybody, we have one unified purpose, including Jesus. Look at Jesus' own year. He says, he, he who sinned is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning, for this purpose, the Son of Man was made manifest that he might destroy the works of darkness for this purpose. Now, let's look at it in the life of Apostle Pete Paul. Open with me to the book of Acts chapter 13 and verse 47. Acts 13, 47. Acts 14, 37. For so the Lord has commanded us, I have set you as a light to the Gentiles that you should be for salvation to the ends of the earth. Look at what this purpose is. We can read all of these people in the scripture. They were pointing to one person. Even Christ himself was pointing to himself. So your purpose is in Christ. Your purpose is to point men to Christ. I taught you about the glory of the Lord, the character of God on the earth. Your purpose is to ensure that that character of God is permeated through the earth. That is your purpose. Now, when you find that one purpose that every one of us who is called of God, born of God, created by God should be pursuing, then we now look at the unique direction of each and every one of us in the actualization of that thing. So there is a unique direction for each and every one of us. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 15. Because of time, let's not read that one, but if you are the eye, you can't say you are more known by the, like the leg. If you are the leg, you can't say you are more prominent. Than, are you getting what I'm saying? Each and every one of us will then have certain things that God will give to us that we are now going to use as our own tool to fulfill that purpose. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that purpose there is that everyone will now have a tool, a toolbox that you are going to now use to fulfill that purpose. Some of you is talking. Amen. Some people is dancing. Some people is running. Some people, different tools. Some people is HR. Some people is banking. Different tools. But there is one unified and difference that will now be given to us. But the difference will be pointing to that one. Did you see that? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Finally, everyone I want to say this to you concerning your purpose on the earth if you look at the way God created everything Genesis chapter 1 all the way to verse 31 that we read Genesis chapter 2 I explained to you the reason why the Bible says God rested that it was creating a reading for the earth by which man would operate by 
that's why we understand when the Lord says that we should keep the Sabbath day old, even though, you know, that's another conversation, but he was talking about an, a process of rest. That rest there is service to God. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's not just that, oh, yes, there's part of sleeping, but for God it wasn't that he was tired. If you look at the process of creation and the beauty of creation, and how God set everything apart and the, the essence of each creation was inside of it the moment it was created that tells you very simply that if you, were, if you found yourself on the earth what you are here to do is already inside of you it's not outside of you ah, purpose is not what you are looking for outside Purpose is inside. Are you getting what I'm saying? This is really the problem why people say I've not discovered purpose. Let me give you a practical solution to finding the direction per time of how to enter into the fullness of not your purpose, though, but the fullness of your journey, the manifestation of it. Let me give you a practical example. Give me that, my cup that I asked for. And I'll close with that. Did somebody get something today? Thank you. I'm going to lose, use the life of David that I just explained in a moment to show you this thing. Because what we call purpose, hmm? sometimes we mistake it for Anyway, please give me water as well. I just need one, two. Give me water. What many of us will spend all our lives to try and focus on, which is, Lord, help me discover my purpose. The, the real focus, look at me, everyone, look at me, everyone, please. The real focus should be, Lord, give me direction continually so that I can actualize the already predestined purpose are you getting what I'm saying God doesn't alter the purpose that was already established for you as you are, in, as you are sitting right now that purpose is inside of you is struggling with you there look go to the house of someone that has seven dogs you will see the purpose of the dog they will not you don't need to do like this, they will be back it's always inside watch this, this is what David understood about fulfilling purpose this is what Jesus understood about fulfilling purpose which is getting directions per time, watch this please give me this cup I have three sugars inside. Sugar. No, no, raise it up. Raise it up. Because how did David, who was a shepherd boy, all of a sudden became king? He will be misinterpreting his purpose if you, if you judge him based on what he was as a shepherd boy. 
how come Jesus who was a carpenter now became the one that drew us all to God are you following what I'm saying the son of a carpenter oh sorry thank you now trans steer this one very well steer it very well don't let it dissolve or leave this one no leave this one this one is already dissolving but yeah hold it to hold it two up like this come 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 with me face them no don't don't drop it oh okay now this one is inside not steered this one is inside already steered if you drink this one please do you want to drink if you drink it the sugar inside had altered the taste why because it was stirred this one is there not stirred if you drink it it will still taste like water but there's sugar inside the only difference between these two is that one was stirred another is there residual doing nothing then you see the purpose of this guy by stirring it is established and the purpose of this guy even though there's purpose inside is just dead dormant because it's not being stirred so david now went forward they said who is going to tell us who was gifts we are going to give to the person who kills this goliath we are going to give him the wife of the king no problem what did he do i'm going to go and fight it stirred the gift up went before the guy killed the goliath next time was next time again you saw him play the harp what was he doing he was stirring gifts as he was stirring the gift chapters were being opened are you getting what i'm saying chapters were being opened pa, 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 pa. it was the chapters that was opened until he got to the point where you could now call him the king and the prophet of israel by stirring it that's why they say stir up the gift of god that was put inside of you by the laying on of hands of the pessimistry those things you stir it up you stir it up by obedience you stir it up by direction you stir it up by are you getting what i'm saying you stir it up by passion but the moment you are lukewarm the moment you are slothful you keep it there purpose is there already but stir that thing up stir it up by making the right steps stir it up by taking the right decision stir it up by look i mean let me tell you something one of the biggest ways to show the actualization of god's purpose in your life is to actually stir it up by doing big things what people call that ah this man is such a great man of purpose look at what he has done is because of the amount of things he dared god with to do that's what we call purpose glory to god this week i have one instruction for you you want to see how you can actualize different chapters of your life in your journey of purpose this is what i want you to do go and think about the instructions god have given you before obey one then you will see that where you are now and some of the things you're saying that is my purpose is my destiny is my bus stop is actually a pathway to the very place god is taking you to you have not gotten to the last bus stop yet that's why i always tell people look i can say this arguably so the, vice, the former vice president, I've not given anybody, I'm not in anybody's party, let me just throw that out with a disclaimer. But the former vice president of Nigeria became the vice president of Nigeria on one singular account. 
because at the time they were going to choose who was going to be the vice president, they needed somebody who was going to show up that would make it known that Islamization would not happen because that person was a pastor. So that person had to be a pastor to support that agenda so that they, they would discard the theory that was going on around town that this person was going to Islamize Nigeria. So they were looking for someone who was a pastor. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, they found that person that was a pastor. Guess what? This person was pastoring for many years. Look, do you know that that could actually be the only reason why he was a pastor? Or part of the reason why he was a pastor? So that at the time he would fulfill that assignment, that calling would be made manifest. And by the reason of them discerning and saying that, they can say, yeah, come. Because you are a pastor, you can fit this role. There were other competent people that could not fit that role because they were not. Are you getting what I'm saying? Let me tell you something. Don't judge your life too quickly. Don't be saying, this is who I am. Oh, this is me. Oh, this is my life. Oh, this is all. Oh. Let me tell you something. There are things and journeys in which God is going to take you through that will not look like what you can do in yourself, but is part of the puzzle. Can't you see what the Lord is showing you? It's part of the plan. It's part of the way. It's part of the direction. It's part of the plan. The moment you adhere yourself to it, you begin to see how what we call purpose is already predetermined. It's just the giftings that change from time to time. And you begin to see the reflection of God. The second thing I want to tell you, go back to your background. What are the things that distorted the belief of yourself? Look into that thing and fix it quickly. Because let me tell you something. What happens to many people is that they become something else that they were never created to be. Why? Because of a distortion that happened in their background. That's why the serpent showed up and immediately the man was created. The moment you are born, the situation you find yourself, the environment you find yourself, the family you get, they gave birth to you too, there will be serpents in that sense that will show up and try to start distorting the whole thing so that you can eat of the tree that you should not eat of. And then all of a sudden, you leave the garden that you're not supposed to leave because you thought that that was the right thing for you to do. Father Lord, in the name of Jesus, thank you. I pray today that the word resonates in your spirit and you see that when the Lord said it is finished, it was actually finished. From today, you begin to walk into the fullness of God's call and God's purpose for your life. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. We hope you were greatly blessed by today's message because God still has so much he wants to share with you. So stay connected every week to experience uplifting and life-changing moments in His presence.